Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Consciousness is fundamentally the ability to step outside of your conditioning, which you have to know about first. You have to care about, back to what Jamie said, you have to give a shit. And be able to see what you're seeing through a lens other than your own conditioning. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In the last episode, we started what could be called a metaphysical dialectic on consciousness. We established that consciousness requires an awareness of self because reality and our perception of it are not always the same. Today, we'll clarify the kind of meta-perception you have to have to be able to identify the gap between your story about reality and what's really going on, and how the way you're conditioned clouds your perception. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that, with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. So meta is a really key word here about consciousness. Consciousness requires meta. And meta is the space in which what can be seen that produces consciousness in that moment. What do you need someone to be able to see to be able to declare them conscious? Their lens. Yes, very nice. The lens through which they're looking at reality. Now we're getting very, very close to the, the end. And this is just the, the, I, the, where I was trying to guide the conversation from the start. You can guide it into probably a dozen different ways. So someone who is meta to the lens through which they're looking at reality, we would say is conscious. Now, what is on the lens that is clouding their picture of reality. Conditioning. We have arrived. What's much faster than that? I thought this would take the whole call. We did that in 10 minutes. You guys are advanced, man. So this is what I'm asserting about consciousness. That consciousness is the ability to go meta to one's own conditioning. That that's it. And it has nothing to do with intelligence, has nothing to do with skill, although it could. But consciousness is fundamentally the ability to step outside of your conditioning, which you have to know about first. You have to care about, back to what Jamie said, you have to give a shit. And be able to see what you're seeing through a lens other than your own conditioning. Starting to appreciate why there's so little consciousness in the world. That's what awareness is. When someone's not aware of something, they have a blind spot. It's because it's not because they're not seeing it. 
it's because they're seeing something other than what is happening. What is that other thing? Well, it's either something they totally made up, like Tiffany used the word projection a while back, something they totally made up, a distortion of something they made up, or distortion of reality through, you know, because some some scratch on the lens, you know, like, uh, like one of the examples I use, it was a, uh, it was in presidential debates like 12 years ago. And uh, I think it was George Bush Sr. got totally caught with his pants down in one of the debates and, uh, and just got kind of nasty. And I remember talking to a client I had at the time and he said, I was really impressed with how uh, uh, the George Bush, George Bush Sr. advocated for his point of view in that moment. And I'll never forget that moment because I was like, wow, you saw through your conditioning strength because he just he got beat in a moment in the debate and and he got flustered but through the conditioning of that client he saw the flusteredness and the reaction as strength through my conditioning i saw weakness same thing happened isn't that amazing this is going on all the time it's a you know yeah, human beings have been killing each other since the dawn of civilization, but it's really quite remarkable that we've made it this far. <laughs> Given the t- widespread, vast lack of consciousness and that people are mostly seeing, I, th- I picture it kind of like a, um, like a translucent bubble. You know, if you were in a bubble, like you know, a big soap bubble, when you look at a bubble from the inside, some of the light reflects back and some of the light gets through, right? That's how it looks to me. So when you look at reality, sometimes you're actually seeing through your bubble, and sometimes you're seeing yourself, your own conditioning. You, and you could make it like a lens, you know, that you need to polish. But the key thing is to get that it reflects back at you sometimes. So like in the example of this client, you could probably make some guesses about the way he managed people, right? If he saw someone get defensive and angry when caught with his pants down, you'd probably predict, and and then thought that was strength, you could probably predict with some reliability that he behaves the same way, right? So that when one of his employees say, hey, boss, you forgot to blah, 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 He's likely to get angry. Why? Because he thinks that's strength. And probably elsewhere it happens. In his intimate relationship with his children, et cetera, et cetera. Because it's an artifact of his conditioning that's coloring his reality in every moment. So you guys see how this explains the backfire effect? You know, when people, where data, facts don't sway people's opinion, that, that's actually a measure of consciousness. You know, you could use such a study to actually quantify consciousness in one way. You know, you show people, you take some, a hot topic for them, politics, religion, whatever it is, and then you give them data that ought to threaten data, facts, things that cannot be disputed. This is a term that must be defined these days, right? So you give them undisputable, non-opinion-based facts and then see what they do with it. You'll be measuring consciousness in one way. Their ability to entertain 
the difference between their story about reality and reality. So the next time you're hiring someone, and this is why I hold very firmly that when you're hiring someone, you need to challenge their beliefs. This is what breaking the interview trance is really all about. You stress them hard and you see what they do with it. This is like the the question, you know, how many phone booths are in Manhattan? One of the classic uh, consulting company interview questions. How many manholes are in Brooklyn? You know, uh, these kinds of, because you stress them and then you get to see what they do with it because there's no way for someone to come up with an accurate answer to that. Or tell me about your biggest weakness. And, you know, of course, you don't accept the first few answers. All of this gets not to intelligence, not to skill, but to consciousness. Can they set aside their conditioned tendencies, their conditioned beliefs, their conditioning in general, and actually look more squarely at reality? What I'm inviting you guys to do as leaders is to make a kind of part-time job out of this, make a hobby out of this, however you want to think about it. Be constantly curious about where people's conditioning is screening out reality. So Jamie started with an example at the very beginning where he said uh, uh, that his people, you know, he gave some directives to his people and then heard through the grapevine that they felt picked on you know, by the founder and CEO of the company who was directing them to do things. They felt picked on like, oh man, really? <laughs> There's a gap in awareness there. For one, that's gossip, right? I mean, who are they talking to? Each other? You know? So when, when you see through this lens and you see failures of consciousness, or distortions of consciousness, distortions of awareness, then you can bring that to your people. Because as I often say, just this is a different context for saying it, there's no lack of intelligence in our world, right? And then who are the saviors of humanity, right? In mainstream consciousness, who are the saviors of humanity? Who are going to solve all of the problems of pollution and disease and overpopulation? The scientists, right? And global climate change, the scientists will, right? Because they are the, the pinnacle of conch. Oh no, wait. No, they're in the domain of intelligence. And that's not where the problems are. You see? This is why I have very little hope for the survival of the species. <laughs> not that it matters. Everything that has a beginning has an end. But when, and this is, this, the scientists of our world lead, this is how this is relevant to you, they lead the framework of problems get solved through intelligence. And think about the problems you've had in your life. Think about the big problems you've had in your life, relationship problems or difficulties raising your kids or and isn't it so often the case that there's just some bit of information you didn't know and once you get that information it solves all of your problems right <laughs> right but that's how school trains us right 
here's the problem set. Here's the formula you need for the problem set. Apply the formula. Okay. Got the answer. Good job. Here's a red A on the... Yay. Now you do that about a million times over 15 years, and then you go out into the world prepared to solve all of your problems with your hard-earned intelligence. And it doesn't do a damn thing, does it? (laughs) But we can't teach consciousness in schools. That's not going to go over very well. Kids go home, start questioning the beliefs and distortions of reality of their parents. Yeah, that would last eight hours. I mean, that would be, I would love to watch a movie where that happened. It would be such a disaster. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.